0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is or wherever you are, as you listen to this, I hope you are having a fantastic day. This is Robert Bolden, life transformed, and this is coffee and Christ. I'm coming on a little bit later today. You know, life um, life has its way of really. Uh, throwing some unsuspecting circumstances your way and my way, the blessing of God, the amazing thing about following Jesus and and being filled with the Holy Spirit is that whatever life throws at you and I, we we will persevere, we can handle it, we can go on. God's will is so amazing. So even in, you know, the tough times and the good times, uh, I can find joy, you can find joy in those times. Um, And just be grateful. I'm grateful this morning, this afternoon, I'm actually recording this afternoon. I'm grateful um, just to be able to speak into you today. That is a blessing. So let's get started with the verse of the day. For those of you who are new, this is my weekly share of the daily process that I do every single day. That has helped to transform my life um, in a way that I just could never have imagined. Um, So let's go. Different sources, totally unrehearsed totally spontaneous so the daily the verse of the day is why my soul are you so are you downcast why so disturbed within me put your hope in God for I will yet praise him my savior and my God yes 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 how appropriate based on what I just said and what I'm feeling right now how appropriate. That was Psalms 42, 11. <clears throat> yes. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. I do praise God. All glory, all honor go to God. And I just thank you for being such a lovely God, such a loving God, such a graceful God, a God that, <clears throat> that never forgets a God that is, is holy, is just amazing, that the, I am Jesus, the living water, the Holy Spirit, all of those things. I am just so grateful. I love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, let's just jump into my plan today. And the plan is called Awaken. It's a study on purpose. Thirsty for living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, The water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't go thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. That was John 4, 11 through 15. What's the thirstiest you've ever felt? As a kid, I watched cartoons where characters in the desert became so thirsty they began hallucinating. I've never been that thirsty before, but after running sprints in the dead of summer, at baseball practice, I remember feeling like I was going to pass out without a drink of refreshing water. As we saw yesterday, Jesus, thirsty from his journey to Samaria, asked the Samaritan woman for water, which shocked her because she's a Samaritan woman. Jesus responds to her saying if she knew who was asking, she would have asked him, and he would have given her living water. John 4.10. Notice how Jesus completely ignores her hostility and takes the conversation to a different place leaving her dumbstruck. Did you know that the expression Jesus used, living water, was actually a common term used for running water, as opposed to water in a well? Not surprisingly, the woman thought Jesus was talking about water from the spring that fed Jacob's well, wondering how he could draw water from this over 100 foot deep well without a bucket. In response, Jesus explains that all who drink of the water he gives would never thirst again. As F.F. Bruce wrote, Jesus now speaks of a greater gift of God than the purest earthly spring can supply, the gift of the Spirit, life eternal. The Holy Spirit, life eternal. That's what you have, my friend. That's what I have. And just knowing that we can turn to that Spirit at any time, in any circumstance. is so comforting for me. I'm hoping it's comforting for you too. thirst Jesus is talking about isn't physical it's spiritual it's that longing yearning we all feel that needs to be filled often we spend years trying to fill it with other things money power relationships addictions work etc yet we always come back thirsty it's only in the living water of Christ Jesus the eternal spring which overflows into our lives and never stops flowing that we can find true satisfaction Paul testifies personally to this in Philippians 3, 7 to 9, saying, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. As Christians, you have this spring of living water, and I pray that, that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and deep and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love is surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Ephesians 3, 17-19, And as you are filled to overflowing by him, I pray you would be attuned to the Spirit who desires to use you to pour into the lives of others yes holy spirit and you know i can you can pour into the lives of others only to the best that you can that i can Um, in the spirit i know is working to help with that but but you just like me this is something i've learned i cannot base any of my identity or any of my efforts on the response that I get from people. That's been something that has... Once it's been uncovered for me here recently, I've understood how much it has had a grip on my life and on my actions and behaviors. Um, So that's the message. Don't, Don't be... You know, use, do what this says. Tune to the Spirit who desires to use you to pour into the lives of others. And do that, pour into the lives of others. But don't, don't take stock in how they respond or the results, that's God's work. All you can do is pour into, then God does the rest of the work. What is the significance of water in your life? Why does the Bible so frequently connect the grace of God to water? What does this teach us about our lives? Well, you know, water is, I mean, you can't live without water, you die. So I think that's the significance. Um, Without God, without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit, we're dead. You're dead, I'm dead. Not physically dead, but we're dead to God which which is which is death it's the worst death with Jesus with God with the Holy Spirit in you we've got life we've got the water of life in us no matter life circumstances we we will prevail we will persevere we will continue to speak boldly in God our mighty father Read through John 2 and 3 today, then reread John 4, 1 to 19. Notice the constant use of water in describing our our spiritual lives. Eternal lives and the power of God to save us. Then spend some time in prayer for someone you know who needs to experience the fountain of living water spring up in their hearts. Definitely take this opportunity to do just that. Pray for somebody that you know that you want to experience the fountain of living water spring up in their heart. That's what I want for the world. Father, I pray for and put in whoever it is you're praying for today. I pray that they would drink of the better water that Jesus offers, the water that produces eternal life and abundant life. I pray that they would stop seeking to fill his or her life with the still and unquenching water that this world has to offer, and instead experience the ever-flowing spring. Father, I pray that you would use me in whatever way you see fit to reach him or her with the truth, grace, love, and power of the gospel. Amen. That is so good. I love it. Sorry, I think we've got, I'm in a hotel, so... The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. So good. I think it's just an amazing reminder of, of um, really what following Jesus and relying on the Holy Spirit is all about. Um, so typically, well let's go, let's go ahead. I'm gonna read, I'm actually in see where I am here. I'm in Lamentations now. I'm actually reading, working my way through the Bible. I'm up to Lamentations. Let's go through that. Lamentations 5. Remember, Lord, what has happened to us. Look and see our disgrace. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers. Our homes to foreigners. We have become fatherless. Our mothers are widows. We must buy the water we drink. Our wood can be only at a price. Those who pursue us are at our heels. We are weary and find no rest. We submitted to Egypt and Assyria to get enough bread. Our ancestors sinned and are no more, and we bear their punishment. Slaves rule over us, and there is no one to free us from their hands. We get our bread at the risk of our lives because of the sword in the desert. Our skin is as hot as an oven, feverish from hunger. Women have been violated in Zion, and virgin virgins in the towns of Judah. Princes have been hung up by their hands. Elders are shown no respect. Young men toil at the millstones. Boys stagger under loads of wood. The elders are gone from the city gate. The young men have stopped their music. Joy is gone from from our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. Because of this, our hearts are faint. Because of these things, our eyes grow dim For Mount Zion, which lies desolate with jackals prowling over it. You, Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. Why do you always forget us? Why do you forsake us so long? Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return, renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and are angry with us beyond measure. I mean, this is just a great, um, you know, lamentations. Going back, this is a great example of, you know, Jeremiah after the Babylonians captured and destroyed Jerusalem. It's 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 full of all kinds of emotion. And Jeremiah never wavered, even though the people did some cray-cray things and didn't honor God. Um, So he called them up, but he also spoke for them. Uh, So it's just beautiful to see the, the passion and the faith and the dedication of somebody like Jeremiah. And I'll tell you what John Maxwell says about what I just read. He says successful leaders depend not on their own wit and wisdom, but on God. Jeremiah confesses both the sin of the people and that God reigns forever, will ultimately restore what has been lost. Leaders act according to their gifts and calling. I trust God to bring about the desired results. Isn't that good? I was just talking about that in the beginning. I talked about not worrying about the results. God will bring about the results. We just do what we do. We just act according to our gifts and callings. And God, trust God to do the rest. It's just a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful way to end this podcast today. I hope wherever you are on this morning, afternoon, or evening, you are, you are just filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with His peace and the joy and the hope of the world and of uh, uh, Jesus coming again and, and just following Jesus and knowing all about what he is all about so you can emulate his life to the best of your abilities so until next time have a great rest of your morning afternoon or evening happy new year if i don't connect with you again before that and join me next monday for uh, chasing freedom momentum monday and back again next thursday for another edition of coffee and crush take care you. Mm-hmm.